Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Rev. James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. Well, family, we're going to be continuing today in our series that we began titled Seeing Clearly. Seeing Clearly. I'm excited about today's message we're still, of course, in the book of Luke, looking at the parables of Jesus. Luke chapter 10 today is where we're going to begin. Chapter 10, beginning at verse 25, Luke 10 and 25. And here the word of God reads, it says, And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said unto him, what is written in the law? How readest thou? And he answering say it, said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right, this do, and thou shalt live. But he, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, And who is my neighbor? And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment, and wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise, a Levite, when he saw, when he was at, this, at that place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. And went to him and bound, his, bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence, and gave to the host, and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I return, or when I come again, I will repay thee. Which, which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? And he said, He that showed mercy on him. Then said Jesus unto him, Go and do thou likewise. Go and do thou likewise. Today we're going to speak from the subject, Who are you? Who are you? are you very interesting parable very well-known parable here the we know at the beginning of our text the 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 young counselor the lawyer he desired to catechize jesus that word catechize simply means to ask questions and to get answers the the word is actually the root word of the term catechism this is what the early church did they they formed a lot of catechisms 
by which they would take scripture, ask questions of it, and derive answers of it so that we would understand what, what the meaning was. And so we would understand our faith better. So they created these catechisms based upon the process of catechizing, catechizing. This is also known as, a, as some, something that Socrates did. It was a, known as a Socratic manner. He actually birthed this, where you're simply asking questions and deriving answers, asking questions, deriving answers, and then you grow in wisdom from that process. So he went through this process, trying to do this unto Jesus, but Jesus here turned the questions back on him. He obviously, he called him master, but he didn't realize who he was dealing with. So Jesus turned the questions back on him. The, the lawyer asked this question. He said how he could inherit eternal life. How he could inherit eternal life. Now, because this question was really based upon the law, Jesus asked him what was written and how he understood it. He said, what was written in the law? And how do you understand it? How do you understand it? The lawyer quoted scripture that came from Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 5 and Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 18. And Leviticus and 5, or I should say in Deuteronomy 6 and 5, that's where it says, You shall love the Lord thy God with all of thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, and all thy mind. But then he went over to Leviticus 19 and 18, and the last part of that verse says, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So he combined these two, thinking that this was the answer. I should have everything covered. But Jesus told him to simply go and do what the scripture says. In fact, he said, well, this do, this do, and he said, thou shalt live. This do. This. Simple word, isn't it? This. It's a simple word. It sounds like it's easy, but we have to understand that it's a little more involved than that. Within ourselves, we may not always love the way that we should. We may not always respond to God the way that we should. We may not always follow the word as we should. So when he says this do and you'll be fine. He, we have to understand that Jesus was asking us to do something that within ourselves, we are not equipped to do all, all by ourselves. But this is why the Lord, the Lord, the Father God gave him as our Savior. The one who gave us, he gave him as our Savior so that we could actually be, actually be able to enter in, to enter in. He said, but, but this is interesting, though. This isn't the part that the little young attorney was worried about. This isn't the part he was concerned about. This was actually the sticking point for him. It was the last thing that he quoted from Leviticus 19 and 18. And thy neighbor as thyself. And thy neighbor as thyself. Hmm. Why in the world would that provide him with a challenge? You see, this actually is the very thing that gave him pause. He had to stop right here and say, hmm, I need to be very careful how I proceed here. I need to be very careful because he knew Jesus had put him in position to say, I've already done that. Oh, I've done those things. I've done that. But see, him being a lawyer, he knew that he could not honestly say that. In fact, as a good lawyer, he replied with a question. And this question was, and who is my neighbor? And who is my neighbor? I need someone to type in chat, who is my neighbor? 
who is my neighbor? It's a very interesting question, but it's that question that birthed this parable. And I love the way Jesus presents this parable because understand the purpose of the parable is to allow him to teach us spiritual principles pertaining to the kingdom of God. So he takes this opportunity to teach us a little bit more about the kingdom pertaining to this neighbor. Look with me again at verse 30. Look at verse 30. And Jesus answering said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead leaving him half dead. This certain man more than likely was a Jew. He left Jerusalem, of course. And so leaving Jerusalem, we assume that he was a Jewish man. He was a Jewish man going down to Jericho. Now, this path, this, this path that he was going, which was approximately 19 miles, somewhere around in there, between Jerusalem and Jericho, this journey was actually very dangerous. It was a very dangerous journey. And in fact, the path was notorious for having vandals and thieves along the way. This is what was known of this path. And this man was robbed. He was assaulted and beaten and left for dead. In fact, if no one came to help this man, if no one gave him assistance, he would have died. He would have died. Now let's look at the next verse, verse 31. And by chance, there came down a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise, a Levite, when he was at that place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. Mm. So here the religious faction came in. They came in contact rather with the victim with this man who had just been beaten up, assaulted, wounded, left for dead, and they see him. So here it is, the priest. The priest walks by. And in fact, the reason why that they're in that area is because that, that place that they're headed to, where, where Jericho is, um, uh, the city of Jericho actually is in proximity to Judea, Judea, which is the city where the priests and the Levites dwelled or dwelt and that's where they were so when when it came out that's how they came into contact with this man on this path on this path and here the priest remember the priest saw him but didn't attempt to check on him didn't attempt to really look at him just saw him over there and passed him by didn't do anything just kept walking now here the priest represents the ritualism and the ceremonialism that comes out of the church. Here, that, that was there, but he looked and didn't even pay attention. Didn't even see how his, his condition was. Just kept, kept moving on. want you to know that, see, ritualism and ceremonialism cannot save you. Okay? Can't save you. But then he talked about the Levite. Now, the Levite, these are the ones who studied the law, understood the law. They were like the lawyer. So you have to imagine this lawyer, which was probably a Levite, probably got a little tight as soon as Jesus said the Levite. He probably got a little tight and said, oh, my goodness, he's talking about me. But I'm, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just keep looking as though he's not saying anything. I'm just keep looking. And here he said, look, the Levite came by. 
Now the Levite did pause and look at him. He walked by and looked, and he probably thought to himself, hmm, that's a shame. Here it is. He's out here by himself. He should have known better. He should have known this area. He should have known the rules and re regulations and guidelines. Why in the world was he doing this? That's a shame. And he kept moving. You see, the Levite represents the legalism, the legalism, the legalistic point of view. Also, that cannot save you. But then we come to verse 33. Look with me at verse 33. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. Had compassion on him. The Samaritan was the only one, the only one that had compassion on this man. The only one. And the Samaritan had every right, every legal right, <laughs> every spiritual reason, every uh, uh every reason you can think within society, every societal reason to simply ignore this man and keep going. But he was the only one who showed love and care to this man. The only one who showed love and care. You see the Samaritan, which so the, the Samaritans were considered half breeds. They weren't fully Jewish, just half Jew, half in fact, many considered them to be, some factions considered them to be Gentiles. But others just knew that they were half-breeds. They weren't completely Jew. So they weren't a part of them, a part of their company. In fact, they weren't supposed to be around them. And if, if, a Jew, if a Samaritan saw a Jewish man, they should walk past each other and, and not even speak. This is how they looked at society and looked at each other. But yet, here... That's not what he did. He looked at this man. He was stopped. He was moved by the condition and brokenness of this Jewish man. Look with me at verse 34. And went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host and said unto him, take care of him. And whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. I will repay thee. Here, the Samaritan made sure to tend to his wounds and make sure he was cared for. Notice Jesus said he poured in wine and oil poured in wine and oil, poured in the wine to be able to cleanse the wounds so that it would not get infected, infected, and he would, he would not suffer infection. Then poured in the oil, which will allow the wounds to be able to heal and to bond, to be able to heal, to cleanse it and to heal it, to cleanse it and to heal it. I, I want you to understand something. I'm speaking to you. I want you to realize this, that sometimes you are allowed to come into a situation because God knows that you are the one that he can trust to bring healing. Do you hear me? He lets you come into a situation because you're the one he can trust to bring 
healing. Listen, to, to pour in the wine, to clear out the bacteria that has gotten in, that, that has because of the wound, because of the injury. You see, sometimes many people walk around with injuries in their hearts and in their spirits, and there's bacteria that has set up in there and is causing them to act in ways due to the injury. So, so first, you've got to be able to pour in the wine and to clean out all of the bacteria. So now, you can then pour in the oil. Listen, when you pour in the wine, it's going to sting a little bit. Sometimes truth has to be spoken so that there can be a little stinging and clear out the bacteria. But once you do that, you apply the oil because the oil now allows it to bond and allows it to heal. And you can have healing, but you got to clean some things out first. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you're in the metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.